Howdy, everybody. The following is a recorded discussion with Chaplain Raymond, our Attorney General for the Republic State of Texas. We've been going over the book entitled The Authority of Law by Charles A. Wiseman. Today we started Chapter 4, which is enacting clauses in the publication of statute books. Hope you enjoy. All right, page 22. Now we're going to take on the enacting clause through illustrations in the actual statute books, okay, in case you aren't convinced. While it has been well decided that the passage of a bill in the legislature without an enacting clause on the bill renders it void as a law, we need to consider the result of not using an enacting clause after it leaves the legislature. This is important an important question today in light of the fact that the state codes and revised statutes and the U.S. codes are publications which are put to be law which use no enacting clauses. It is a publication of a law without an enacting clause. It is a publication of a law without an enacting clause a valid and lawful law. If laws are only required to have an enacting clause while in the legislative system, only to be thereafter removed, then what is their value and purpose to the public? If they are to serve as evidence of a law's legislative nature and identification of its source and authority as the law, what good does that function do only for the legislature? The vast majority of the public never sees the bill under consideration until it passes and is printed in public records or statutes. They generally they generally only see the finished law. We read the provisions which require an enacting clause. They say that all laws shall, or the laws of this state shall. They do not say all bills shall. The term bills and law are clearly distinguished from one another in most constitutions in prescribing the procedure of the legislative process, such as no law shall be passed except by bill. No bill shall. No bill shall become a law except by a vote of a majority. Every bill which shall pass both houses shall be presented to the governor of the state. Every bill he approves shall become a law. A bill is a form or draft of a law presented to a legislature. A bill does not become a law until the constitutional prerequisites have been met. Thus, a bill is something that becomes a law. Laws do not exist in the legislature, rather. Only bills do. Laws exist only when the legislative process is followed and completed as prescribed in the Constitution. Clearly, the legislature cannot enact a law. It merely has the power to pass bills which may become laws when signed by the presiding officer of each house, 
and or approved and signed by the governor. Since all constitutional provisions place the requirement on and enacting clause on laws, it includes the statute as it exists outside the legislative process. That is, as it is published in statute books. We have to also regard the excuse me, we have to also regard the fundamental maxim which states a law is not obligatory unless it be promulgated. An act is not even regarded as law or enforceable as a law unless it be made publicly known. This is usually done through a publication by the proper public authority, such as the Secretary of State. But a law is not properly or lawfully promulgated without an enacting clause or title published with the law. Since the Constitution requires all laws to have an enacting clause, it makes it a requirement on published laws as well as on bills in the legislature. If the Constitution said all bills shall have an enacting clause, then their use in publications would not be required. That published laws are to have an enacting clause is made clear by the statement commonly used by legal authorities that an enacting clause of a law is to be, quote, on its face, unquote, printed right there with it. To be on its face means to be in the same plane of view. Face has been defined as the surface of anything, especially the front, upper, or outer part or surface that which particularly offers itself to the view of a spectator. The face of an instrument is that which is shown by the language employed without any explanation, modification, or addition from extrinsic facts or evidence. For the enacting clause to be of any use, it must appear with the law, that is, on its face so that all who look at the law know that it came from the legislative authority designated by the Constitution. The enacting clause would not serve its intended purpose if not printed in the statute book on the face of the law. The purpose of an enacting clause in legislation is to express on the face of the legislation itself behind the act and identify it as an act of legislation. The purpose of provisions of this character, enacting clauses, is that all statutes may bear upon their faces a declaration of the sovereign authority by which they are enacted and declared to be the law, and to promote and preserve uniformity in legislation. Such clauses also import a command of obedience and clothe the statute with a certain dignity, believed in all times to command respect and aid in the enforcement of laws. 
It is necessary that every law should show on its face the authority by which it is adopted and promulgated, and that it should clearly appear that it is intended legislative power that enacts it, that it should take effect as a law. Another one. The enacting clause, sometimes referred to as the commencement or style of the act, is used to indicate the authority from which the statute emanates. Indeed, it is a custom of long-standing to cause legislative enactments to express on their face the authority by which they were enacted or promulgated. The law is promulgated by its being printed and published and made available or accessible by a public document such as an official statute book. When this promulgation occurs, the enacting clause is to appear on the face of that law, thus being printed statute book along with the law. Enacting clauses traditionally appear right after the title and before the body of the law, and when so printed, whether on a bill or in a statute book, it is then regarded as being on the face of the law. It cannot be in some other record or book, as stated by the Supreme Court of Minnesota. If an enacting clause is useful and important, if it is desirable that laws shall bear upon their face the authority by which they are enacted, so that the people who are to obey them need not search legislative and other records to ascertain the authority, then it is not beneath the dignity of the framers of a constitution or unworthy of such an instrument to prescribe a uniform style for such an acting clause. This case dealt with the validity of laws in 1897, Chapter 250, and it was held that law, 1897, Chapter 250, is void. While the court mainly decided this because the law had no enacting clause when signed by the governor, it clearly expressed that if laws are to be regarded as valid laws of the state, they must express upon their face the authority by which they were promulgated or enacted. The law was published in the statute book without an enacting clause. The law was thus challenged as being unconstitutional because it contained no enacting clause whatever. The enacting clause must be readily visible on the face of the statute so that citizens don't have to search through the legislative journals or other records or book to see if one exists. Thus, a statute book without the enacting clause is not a valid publication of laws. In regards to the validity of a law that was found in their statute books without an enacting clause, the Supreme Court of Nevada held, our Constitution expressly provided that the enacting clause of every law shall be the people of the state of Nevada represented in Senate and Assembly do enact as follows. 
This language is susceptible of but one interpretation. There is no doubtful meaning as to the intention. It is an urgent and imperative mandate of the people and their sovereign capacity to the legislature requiring that all laws to be binding upon them shall upon their face express the authority by which they were enacted. And since this act comes to us without such authority appearing upon its face, it is not a law. The manner in which the law came to the court was by the way it was found in the statute book, cited by the court as Statute 1875-66. And that is how they judged the validity of the law. Since they saw that the act as it was printed in the statute book had an insufficient enacting clause on its face, it was deemed to be not a law. It is respecting the publicly printed statute book that the people can determine the source, authority, and authenticity of the law they are expected to follow. I stop here and ask uh, Chuck, what picture do we have? Do I stop before the Arkansas case or do I go on? Um, you've got, let's see. If you open it up, you've got the Minnesota one and then also the, um, well, it looks like just the Minnesota one. That's what I thought. So I'll not go into the, uh, we had spoken just a little earlier about the Minnesota example, and this is a copy directly from their statute books if you're looking at the on the internet for those that have the go to meeting on their screen uh, those on the telephone it would have been in the maxim pages or the pages that were sent announcing the course for today you'll find it listed as page 25 I think yes, yes. but you'll look at this picture those on the internet you'll see that each law is identified by chapter in Minnesota statute books. So they're obviously arranged by years. And then we look on, on the left-hand side, we get chapter 249. And we have an, a unique case here. It's an act to amend a previous law. It's, okay, section 2800 and 6 uh, of 1,894 relating to the capital stock of manufacturing corporations. Now, it's an amendment to a prior law, but it says, be it enacted by the legislature of the state of Minnesota. Now you have the law printed. You continue on to the next page. We come to Chapter 250. This is an act to amend Section 20 of Chapter 131 of General Laws of Minnesota for 1,891 a year relating to building, loan, and savings associations going in general business. And it goes directly into Section 1, omitting the Be It Enacted Clause. 
For that reason, the people objected to Chapter 250, took it to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court Chapter 250 was not law. So um, that concludes the lecture portion. So do we have any questions pertaining to this subject? But it's pretty physical. You've got to have it there, and it's got to be seen, and it doesn't matter whether the Constitution said it had to be there or not. It's the only way they have of, you have of knowing that it is a law that you must follow. Do we have any questions in regards to this stuff? Not here. Okay. Okay, well then let's stop the recording.